Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, November 11th. Ian Cameron, just Ian Cameron today, Alex B. Smith, little under the weather. Um, and uh, he's going to send in his uh, card, and I'll be sure to post it later today on uh, Patreon as well as the uh, community tab. Good to be here and ready for a huge Saturday uh, NHL card. Great show yesterday. We thank again Danny DeKaiser for joining us uh, on the show yesterday. Jimmy, of course. And by the way, we didn't get to this with Jimmy. I, I don't know if the news broke um, before or after. Uh, Jimmy joined us yesterday, but he's got a new podcast thing going. Him and Pierre Maguire are teaming up to do a brand new uh, NHL show called All 32. So congratulations to uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, And uh, I'm sure uh, the one thing about Pierre is Pierre's got a lot of contacts across the NHL. So, you know, they're going to be able to get great guests. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like. So congrats to Jimmy Murphy with his new show uh, that's coming out. Uh, Him and uh, Pierre Maguire uh, with uh, All 32. Uh, so happy for him, uh, and uh, definitely uh, I'll plan on checking that out a little bit uh, as well. Uh, let's get right into it. I know Friday we had a few games. Um, Buffalo, credit to them. Great performance from Devin Levi. Anaheim, thanks for showing up. Uh, terrible game by them. Uh, disappointing effort, and uh, uh, it's probably time to pump the brakes, for me at least a little bit on Anaheim. You know, this might be the start of their little swoon, and we knew there was going to be one coming eventually at some point, you know, that we were going to see this team maybe – you know, hit the skids, at least in some fashion. And, you know, maybe we're seeing that right now from the um, Anaheim Ducks. So they lost to the Flyers. Um, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't go on alternate puck line on Vegas. It's easy to say now, but it felt like with the inferior goalie cocking in in net after the uh, win the previous night against Edmonton, it would be tough against a Vegas team that had lost two in a row, chomping at the bit to get back on track, not taking the Sharks lightly. You know, and that's exactly what we saw pretty much last night in that game. Uh, Hall of Fame game, the, uh, the Flames or Washington beats New Jersey. Struggles now. It's one thing to lose to Colorado without Jack Hughes and Nico Heashier, but you know you're losing like that to Washington on home ice without them. It's time for me to reevaluate. You know how much the Devils miss those two guys because that's a loss that shouldn't happen, even without uh, Jack Hughes and uh, Nico Heashier. And then of course Calgary, Toronto. I think, like I'm telling you what. I don't know why people are so bent out of shape about the way the Leafs are playing. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's just the most exciting hockey you'll ever watch. That's what Toronto's been playing like this year. So all this nonsense about hey, you got to play some defense. You got to you know you got to win three one. It's all I hear now on the uh, local television and radio. It's like come on, don't, don't you love this hockey? It's a breakneck fire wagon hockey every night with the Toronto Maple Leafs right now, and it certainly was that again last night. Uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames, uh, a very entertaining game, uh, obviously, uh, and the uh, Leafs get the job done uh, in a shootout. Like I say, I hope they don't stop. I hope they don't pay attention to better defense this team because I really enjoy. Uh, it's just fun as shit watching their games right now because uh, no lead is safe. It's up and down the ice the whole time, uh, and uh, you know they're fun to watch. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're a fan of the sport or you, you enjoy just watching entertaining hockey, you don't want Toronto. Uh, to revert into this uh, defensive shell uh, anytime soon. All right, let's get into today's card. Uh, it is a big one. We will start with a day, couple of day games. And the first one, uh, puck drop at about 
an hour from now, 1 p.m. Eastern, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, taking on the Detroit Red Wings. We've got uh, Detroit minus 155 uh, home favorites. Uh, the total here sitting at uh, six and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. Um, the Red Wings off a tough loss against Montreal the other night, a Cole Caulfield game winner uh, in overtime. Uh, gave the uh, Red Wings the uh, loss in that game to the uh, Canadians. They'll be looking to bounce back. Uh, Columbus, uh, it was a good j- game for us with the BetCast uh, on Thursday night, the exclusive live BetCast where, you know, Columbus got that early start uh, against uh, Dallas, got the lead early. Uh, but we said, we don't trust this Jackets team to hold leads. That is for sure. So uh, what we did was we waited, we waited, and we said, you know what, we're going to get a plus price on Dallas. Uh, with them trailing. And that's exactly what I did. I know Perlo did that as well. Uh, I think Alex might've jumped in on it uh, too. So uh, we bided our time. We waited for the right moment. We said, we still think Dallas can come back and win that game. And sure enough, they did. Uh, They went, ended up taking control and really controlling the flow of that game for uh, the last two periods and came back to beat Columbus. Columbus is just off to a, you know, raggedy start, I guess you could say, uh, the offense hasn't been flowing. They've already benched Johnny Gaudreau uh, early in the season. So there's a lot of issues right now for uh, Columbus. Don't really want to back them right now, but I kind of feel I need to cool the tire, uh, cool the Jets here on Detroit a little bit. You know, the, and plus you're not getting a great price here, minus 160 uh, in this game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'd probably be more interested in team total here with Detroit, over three and a half if I'm going to get involved. I, th- I do think there's a chance the Red Wings score four. You know, they're awful loss. They've been solid for the most part. Historically, they played a lot of these day games in Detroit, uh, home games on an early Saturday afternoon. And I think their record for the most part is solid in these spots. Um, but I just prefer if I'm going to get involved here with Detroit, it ain't going to be the money line. It's not even going to be minus one or regulation. I would probably prefer uh, over three and a half with uh, Detroit at minus 115. Don't love it. Don't love the game. But if I'm going to throw out, because I know some of you, you're, you're going to want action on this first game. I know it. I know how the way you, uh, the brain operates. It's the first game of the day. Uh, you want to get involved. Uh, I would say probably t- Red Wings team total over three and a half uh, would be the way I would go about it. But again, I don't feel overly strong about it. Spencer Martin and net for the uh, Jackets once again. Uh, and uh, Billy Huso uh, will be back in net tonight for the uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings. So like I say, Detroit, for the most part, they've, they've experienced these early uh, Saturday afternoon home games. They've played these many times before. They're off now a loss the other night. Uh, I still think they are the better of these two teams. So uh, I would roll here with the Detroit team total or nothing uh, in this one. As far as props go uh, for this game, um, you know, a usual suspects here, Lucas Raymond, uh, I'm interested in. He's been a little more noticeable lately. Uh, it's funny, the cat, Andrew, De- uh, Alex Debrinkit, man, he has really cooled off since that red-hot start. So he's a stay away from me. One assist, no goals in the last seven games now for the Detroit Red Wings. So regression has really hit this team. I mean, they had an amazing start, but unsustainable, many said, and it's proven to be true. They're now 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, The offense has cooled off, um, and the uh, definitely a lot more struggle for them uh, in recent games. But I think today uh, I would certainly look at a team total here with Detroit if I'm getting involved in that game. Dallas and Winnipeg, we've got the uh, Dallas Stars minus 120 road favorites, five and a half being the uh, total here in this one. Should be a good game. I mean, these are two teams that, you know, for the most part, they're playing solid hockey. Winnipeg, 7-4, 1-1 uh, this year. Uh, Dallas, 8-3-1. and one. Uh, They snapped that mini two-game losing streak where they lose to really two very good teams, the Bruins and the Canucks. 
It was no shame for Dallas losing those games. Uh, they uh, bounced back and beat Columbus 5-2 after that. Winnipeg's on a nice three-game win streak right now, beating Arizona, St. Louis, and Nashville. Is that the greatest of competition? No. That's probably what would concern me here uh, about Winnipeg is you've been feasting on the Sisters of the Poor. You know, the last time you faced some good teams, you lost in overtime to the Rangers at home, and you lost 5-2 to the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, there is some talk. There, there is some there is some truth to the fact that Winnipeg has benefited from a weaker strength of schedule here to get this uh, three-game uh, win streak uh, against the uh, uh, the last three teams that they have. Um, I would I would maybe I would probably look to Dallas. I know Alex does like Dallas here uh, in the uh, early uh, game here against the uh, Jets, and I'm also going to sprinkle on the draw here. Again, um, we're looking to hit one draw a day. Uh, and we got one last night. Obviously, we missed with the Hurricanes and Panthers and the Wild and the Sabres. Both of those games ended in regulation, but we got it with the Flames and the Leafs last night. Uh, I ended up being on that draw late. Uh, Alex liked it, uh, and that's all. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for uh, basically a draw a day to keep the bookie away because you catch just one of those, and that's like a times three and a half times four uh, increase of your bankroll just by cashing in one draw bet. So. Um, you know, we'll see how this one goes, um, but um, I lean a little bit to Dallas, but I uh, definitely will be on the draw uh, here in this one. Uh, Alex is officially on Dallas here, minus 115, minus 120 uh, in this game. Total at five and a half here. Uh, you'd be tempted to take an over. Uh, and look, Dallas, you know, five of four, four of their last six games have gone over. Winnipeg's on a four game uh, over the total streak. Dallas uh, has one more game left on this road trip tomorrow night. They're in Minnesota, second of a back-to-back. So keep an eye on the goaltending, too, with that in mind. Does Ottinger get the, the, the Minnesota game uh, on Sunday, uh, or does he play tonight and they give Wedgwood the Minnesota game tomorrow? So there is some question about who the goaltender will be here tonight for or this afternoon for the Dallas Stars. But I would lean over just the way the teams are trending right now, uh, and you're only getting five and a half here. Uh, with the Stars and the Jets. If you look at the uh, lineup uh, scenarios here for this game, I'm trying to see if there's any fluid lineup changes that we've seen for these two teams entering this matchup here uh, today. Uh, if you look at the uh, Dallas Stars, um, it looks like it's still going to be pretty much the similar lineup. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, though, worth a look. Mason Marchment, uh, those two guys in particular, a little down the lineup, uh, but get making an impact lately for this team offensively for the Jets. Why not go back to the well with Cole Perfetti? We have talked about how he is finally getting a top six role uh, on this team consistently. And you see what Perfetti's done with it. He is now on a five game point streak with six points during that span. And now back to back games with a goal as well for the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, Cole Perfetti is the red hot undervalued player prop commodity, in my opinion, right now uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. He would be the one I would target in that game on the Winnipeg side. All right, the rest of the games are at night. Boston and Montreal, original six rivalry renewed tonight. Uh, Bruins minus 200, uh, road favorites, six the total here in this one. Um, I'm not stepping in front of Boston. I'm not. Uh, they're, they're playing well. Now, you know, is Montreal, this, this feels like one of those Montreal classic spots where every now and then they're capable of rising up and pulling a monster upset. Boston, you know, is finding ways to win five and two in their last five and one, I should say, in their last six games, five two win over the Islanders uh, on uh, Thursday night. Very impressive. And now, of course, uh, they get Charlie McAvoy 
back on the ice, back in the lineup tonight uh, after serving his four-game suspension. So uh, good news, obviously, for um, the Bruins there. Uh, and that's with all due respect to the young kids that uh, carried the load and you know and got called up from the AHL, from the Providence Bruins, and really did a yeoman's job of you know filling in, playing big minutes. Not easy to do, uh, but now they get Charlie McAvoy uh, back, uh, and they also get actually Derek Forbert, who is one of their better you know shot blockers on the blue line. Uh, Derek Forbert is back as well for Boston tonight. So it's Lindholm, McAvoy, Mason Lowry is still in. Uh, Brandon Carlo, Derek Forbert, and Ian Mitchell uh, is going to be the uh, Boston blue line here tonight against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Montreal needed a win to snap their little skid, which they had been on, and they got it against Detroit uh, 3-2 in overtime uh, to snap that four-game losing streak. We'll see if they can uh, keep that momentum going here tonight against the uh, Boston Bruins. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. You talk about absolute dominance 20 and 6 Boston, the last 26 head to head meetings, including 10 straight wins. That's 10 straight wins uh, for the Boston Bruins head to head uh, over the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, that's definitely not a track record I want to go against here uh, in this game. But I'm not on Boston either. Uh, it's a pass for me on this game. Uh, pretty much side and total, it's a pass for me. Other than looking at a couple of props uh, here in this game. Uh, when you look at it, look, Charlie Coyle at a hat trick. I don't know if he's the kind of player, though, that I say, okay, he had a hat trick against the Islanders. He's really going to start rolling offensively. Uh, sometimes off a hat trick, they don't do much the next game. So I'd be careful there. Zaka has been consistent, you know, and I would still say his props are continuing to be worth a look because he's at least getting a point in the majority of the games. Uh, on the Montreal side, look, Sean Monahan. We've talked about him. He's been one of their better forwards, worth a look. And it looks like Josh Anderson. Uh, Alex Newhook and Nick Suzuki is a new look uh, line for them. So Josh Anderson and Alex Newhook moving up the lineup here for uh, Marty St. Louis and the Mo Montreal Canadiens tonight. So there could be some value there as far as their props in this game against uh, Boston. Be careful. Boston's not giving up many goals right now. Uh, so props when you're taking uh, a, a team that's facing the Bruins, it's not always easy, you know, to see those props hit. Uh, as they have been obviously, one again, one of the top defensive teams as far as goals allowed uh, per game. All right, Carolina and Tampa Bay, back-to-back uh, -back here for the Hurricanes after they lost to the Panthers last night. Back in action tonight and minus 125 road favorites uh, in this game uh, against the Lightning total, uh, sitting at uh, six and a half shaded to the over. Um, obviously, the Lightning got uh, picked apart by the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, that was certainly not a very good game uh, by their standards. Uh, against uh, Chicago the other night, four-point night for Connor Bedard and not a good game from uh, Tampa Bay. You could tell right away uh, they didn't have it that night, uh, and uh, we'll see if they can bounce back here at home. They do have the rest advantage uh, in this game against uh, Carolina, uh, which is significant. Um, but Carolina, that was disappointing. That was very disheartening last night from uh, Carolina. They get the early goal uh, to go up one nothing, but uh, Florida answers right back. And then Florida ends up with the uh, five to two win. And that's what I said yesterday on the show about, you know, I didn't want, I didn't feel, uh, love the idea of laying the minus 130 with Carolina. But, you know, you look at that Florida team, they've been good at home. And the playoff redemption angle or revenge angle has not been nearly as um, prolific as it's been in the past. And certainly we saw that last night uh, between the uh, Hurricanes and the uh, Panthers. You know, we'll see who's in net here for the uh, Hurricanes tonight. We did see Antiranta uh, last night 
uh, in between the pipes against um, the Panthers, and it was a tough night for him. Four goals allowed on 34 shots. Uh, we'll see if uh, the uh, Hurricanes go back to uh, uh, P- uh, Pyotr Kochetkov. They also signed Yaro Halak, by the way. Uh, with Freddie Anderson on IR, what else is new? Um, and Antti Ranta is not going to start on a back-to-back uh, at his age. I can't see that. It's going to be likely Pyotr Kochetkov uh, tonight for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That might explain, actually, why uh, uh, Carolina is getting some money here because there is some respect out there, and including me for uh, Pyotr Kochetkov uh, of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we know he can be a very capable goalie, uh, and uh, certainly I would say, you know, to be honest with you, it's not like Anderson and Ronta are playing at a, a Dominic Hoshik, Marty Brodeur, Vesna Trophy form. You know, they've been good, but they haven't been great. I don't think either one, quite honestly, uh, has been all that great. So it probably is going to be Kochetkov tonight, although it hasn't been confirmed. Tampa Bay off a loss, especially a home loss like that. I don't really want to go against that necessarily. Uh, it is likely going to be Jonas Johansson back in net, although we are closing in on a potential return of Andre Vasilevsky. The uh, Lightning and specifically John Cooper have said he's ahead of schedule coming back from that back surgery. And uh, Cooper said Thanksgiving, December 1st, that tail end of November, very beginning of December is the current timeline for a potential Andre Vasilevsky return. So, um, you know, keep an eye on that. But as for tonight, um, this game, I, I would maybe sprinkle a little something on the draw, potentially. Um, we'll see if, uh, because I could see this being a pretty competitive game uh, between these uh, two teams. Plus, we've got Carolina, two of their last three games have gone past uh, regulation. Uh, even the Lightning, uh, you know, three of their last ten have gone past regulation. So maybe a sprinkle on the draw. Uh, but side and total, nothing uh, as of right now. Uh, it is an advantage for Tampa. Tampa off a loss is good. We know that. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't want to step in front of that, especially with the rest advantage as well and being a home underdog here, slight home underdog in the plus uh, 105 range. Um, and uh, other, than, other than that, some props here for Tampa Bay. You know, we've talked about Brandon Hagel, Barre Boulay, Paul, uh, those three guys in particular. I think they're all worth a look. Again, they're very much undervalued. They've been, you know, getting offensive contributions from those players from down the lineup. So, uh, definitely con- uh, potential for that to continue. You know, for Carolina, uh, Marty Natchez, you know, uh, gets the overtime winner the other night. But um, here's one that's all of a sudden stepping up lately. Uh, two goals and, and three points in the last three games. Jesperi Kotkaniemi right now for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So um, he's someone that I think might have some value here tonight as well. He has definitely been uh, stepping up his game offensively here the last couple. All right, Vancouver, Toronto. Uh, we've got the Leafs minus 120, home favorites, six and a half the total. One thing I want to point out, and I didn't mention this in the Detroit game either. Uh, it's this way for Detroit. It's this way for, uh, I believe, Ottawa as well, Toronto. All these teams go to Sweden after tonight. For, they go to Stockholm, Sweden. They're going to spend the week there, you know, sightseeing, doing the Stockholm tour, that kind of thing, practicing there for the, the Stockholm, Sweden European Showcase taking place next weekend where the Red Wings, the Wild, the Senators, and the Leafs are all going over there to play a couple of regular seasons. These games will count, obviously, in the standings, uh, a couple of regular season games over there in uh, Sweden uh, next week. So uh, what does that mean? That means, I don't know. It means, especially with teams that won the previous game they played, I don't want to say look ahead, but there are a couple Swedes on this um, 
Toronto team, including one of their best players, William Nylander, there's going to be some level of excitement to be going over there. And I don't want to say look ahead, but you know what that's like. You're just, you're, you're giddy to get on the plane. You're giddy to go over to, uh, you know, to Sweden uh, after this game, if you're the Leafs. Uh, and does that, do you have the eyes on the prize? Do you have the focus? Do you have the, the, the requisite prep level and everything that you do before a game? Is it where it needs to be for a game like this, where you're playing obviously a very red hot Vancouver Canucks team? You know, so that ends up being the uh, concern here for uh, Toronto in this game. You know, it's also a concern for Toronto is, you know, can they back it up with a win after a good uh, win? You know, can they back up a win with another win? You know, and last night was, look, still wasn't pretty, uh, but they got the job done 5-4 in a shootout uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. Um, It's been, uh, like I say, a wild stretch of hockey for the Leafs where they're incapable of playing dull and boring hockey. Uh, 6-4, 6-5, 6-3, 5-4 are the scores in the last four games they've played. All four games soaring over the total. Uh, Jake McCabe comes back on the blue line, and did it help a little bit? Yeah, but you were still seeing breakdowns. You were still seeing, and that fourth line for Toronto, I I think we're at the point where Sheldon Keefe can't even go to them anymore. I mean, every time uh, that group with Reeves uh, and company got on the line, uh, got on the ice, I should say, last night, Every time we saw that fourth line, Gregor, uh, Camp, and Reeves, man, it was ugly. It was rough, uh, and it seemed like the puck was going in. And here's my thing with David Camp. David Camp has not played his usual brand of good defense this year. I don't think his defensive game has been as good as it normally. It's very good, not this year. And and he's pretty decent on faceoffs, but that's declined a little bit. His percentage of win- faceoff wins. And he doesn't give you a lick offensively. So if his defensive game's declined and his face-offs, face-off prowess isn't as good and he still doesn't score for you, what the hell good is he? Like, to me, the only reason he's in the lineup is for defensive reasons and for winning key face-offs. And both of his stats in those categories have declined this year. So they've got a conundrum with that fourth line, you know, at this point in time. It almost, it almost reduced to a 12-forward team, or, yeah, a nine-forward team right now three lines because they just can't trust that fourth line right now. They get scored on every time they're on the ice. Uh, but the other three lines have been solid, at least offensively they have been, no question about that. Uh, Nyes with Matthews and Marner has been good. Robertson, Domi, and Yarncroke has been a really good line uh, offensively since Sheldon Keefe put them together. Um, we'll see how it goes. It looks like tonight Simone Benoit is going to be – I think that there's a potential that Klingberg's back in tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. He is back in action, so there you go. John Klingberg's back in action one game and now he's back. So let's see if there's improvements. Everyone's been ripping apart his defensive game. Obviously we'll see how he fares now after getting the one game healthy scratch treatment uh, last night. So it's going to be Riley Brody, McCabe, Giordano, Klingberg, Lagesson, uh going to be the uh, blue line here for Toronto tonight. Ilya Samsonov, of course, will be in net after Joe Wall got the start last night. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks just continue to be machine-like five straight wins 10-2 and 1 on the season, 5 and 2 now on the road, 5-2 win against the Canucks to start this uh, road trip uh which goes to uh, Montreal uh tomorrow night uh, on a back-to-back to wrap up the road trip. Thatcher Demko already confirmed uh as the starting goalie for the uh, Canucks here in this game. I like Vancouver here plus 100. I don't trust the Leafs to win two in a row. Uh they've got to show it to me first. That defensive game is still an issue. Uh, I, I was shocked that Toronto opened up as high as minus 135. If you got Vancouver at plus 115, plus 110, when the line opened, great job. Uh, even at plus 100 now, uh, 
plus 102 at bet online for me it's vancouver uh, i've got to see toronto play two consistent games in a row before i'm ready to back them and i just haven't seen it uh, for the last week or so and i'm back to the over again with toronto i gave him a shot last night against calgary with all the talk defense 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 and it was still a track meet Still flew over the total. So uh, over six and a half here for me with the uh, Canucks and the Leafs. I might sprinkle on the draw too a little bit, but I, something tells me that Vancouver finds a way to uh, win this game. Plus 102, plus 100, and over six and a half uh, with the Canucks and the Leafs. Not to mention it's Samsonov, not Wool. And, you know, Samsonov is definitely fighting his confidence right now. So, and you're talking about a Vancouver team that, by the way, is number one in the NHL in goals per game. I think 4.5 goals per game, something close to that. That is what Vancouver is averaging this season. So it's unreal what they've gotten, and it's everybody. It's Pedersen, it's Besser, it's Miller, it's Kuzmenko, it's Mikheyev, who's been a gem since they put him on the top line. Quinn Hughes, Ronick. I mean, guys like that on the blue line piling up points right now uh, for this Vancouver Canucks team. So um, they're a very dangerous offensive team, not what you want to see coming into your building if you're a struggling defensive squad right now. Uh, like the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So Canucks plus 100 over six and a half for me uh, in this one with the uh, Canucks and the Leafs. I'm pretty sure, too, the series history has been – actually, the series history hasn't been uh, an over history. Actually, there were a couple of unders last year uh, between these two teams. But if you're looking at current form, I mean, you're looking at a Vancouver team that overwise is 4-1-1 one, and one the last six and four consecutive for the uh, Leafs over the total coming into tonight. All right, Calgary-Ottawa. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Calgary – uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, Ottawa, rather, uh, minus 140 home favorites uh, in this game, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Back-to-back situation here for the uh, Calgary Flames. We'll see how they respond following just a uh, pretty crazy game last night with the uh, Leafs. A uh, lot of intensity to it. It was definitely exciting. Uh, expend a lot of energy kind of game. Uh, we'll see if Ottawa, look, they had the one game where they rallied the troops for DJ Smith. Uh, and beat Toronto, and then had the back-to-back against Vancouver, although really no shame in that. Tough spot, back-to-back, playing the surging Vancouver Canucks and the uh, Ottawa Senators, obviously. Uh, They couldn't get the job done. Uh, It is Ottawa here uh, with the rest advantage, um, trying to bounce back. Calgary now on a back-to-back situation. Um, Tough spot, but is this the night that we see uh, Dustin Wolf get the start? And the answer is yes, Dustin Wolf. Uh, is going to get the start. I will not. I will not lay a price against this kid uh, because he down in the AHL was the real deal. He's very, very highly um, anticipated as far as getting to the NHL. Uh, he's been absolutely sensational down there. Uh, 2.35 goals against, 9.24 save percentage two years ago, and then last year he improved it with a 2.09 goals against, 9.32 save percentage. He went five and one in his st- six starts in the AHL with the Wranglers before getting called up. Uh, This is his second career NHL start. He won his only other uh, NHL career start against San Jose last year, three to one, uh, turning aside 23 shots uh, in that victory. Uh, He's a good goalie, and I definitely want to see him play uh, before I have, first first of all, I have no interest stepping in front of him. Uh, But, you know, it's Calgary or pass for me, even with the spot being a little bit tricky for them uh, here tonight. And it's not like we can, can we trust Ottawa? You know, there's an Ottawa team. Okay. They beat the Leafs, you know, and other than that, they fell back and they lost to Vancouver. So uh, this kid is that has been that good down there. Now there's always that question. Does it translate to the NHL level? 
Well, he did get in the one start last year and he won it uh, against San Jose, albeit San Jose last year, uh, maybe not as bad as this year, but still pretty bad. But this will be a better uh, opponent that Dustin Wolf's facing. But I'm telling you what, I'm not. This kid is the, could be the real deal. I'm not. I'm not laying my a buck forty five on the money line against him. I'm just not going to do it. So uh, I, I'm undecided, but I definitely would only look Calgary here plus one twenty five in this game. Uh, and um, f- because I respect Wolf, I'm also normally with Ottawa at home, who have been an over machine at home. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I look at overs involving Calgary when or Ottawa rather when they're at home. Uh, let me bring up the uh, numbers this year, but uh, yeah, their home games. I mean, it has been uh, pretty distinct how heavily they have trended over the total. Uh, this uh, Ottawa Senators team, as far as their home games this year, uh, let me just uh, double check on that. Yeah, um, eighteen and six in the last twenty-four Ottawa Senators home games to the over. Eighteen and six uh, to the over. So, but I, I really like this Dustin Wolf kid. I really do. Uh, and I'm not going to bet the over tonight. I'm not going to bet the over tonight uh, because of that. Um, so for me, it's lean Calgary. Uh, haven't bet it yet. We'll see, but um, uh, we'll see how Dustin Wolf goes uh, in this game. As far as the props go uh, in this one, uh, Connor Zary continues. Like he scored the other night. I was not on it last night, but goal and assist props for him. He's gotten a point in every game since he's joined the team two goals during that span as well. So Connor Zary continues to be uh, worth a look, in my opinion, for props right now with the Calgary Flames. You know, on the uh, Ottawa side of the equation, like I say, there's uh, different players that step up for Ottawa one night to the next. Uh, some nights it's Stutzla, some nights it's Batherson, Norris, Kachuk, uh, Kubalik even had a goal the other night. Uh, Tarasenko's cooled off after a hot start, but he could get going again. Um, but don't sleep on Sanderson and Chikrin. I keep saying it. Those two guys are shooting the puck a lot. You're getting incredible value with goal assist props for those two guys uh, right now for the Ottawa Senators. So those would be uh, of interest for me as far as props for this game. All right, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins minus 190. Home favorites, seven the total here, shaded to the under uh, in this game. I'm going to grab Buffalo here. It's just, I know it's back-to-back for them. They won last night, but it's Every bit a bad, if not worse, spot for Pittsburgh. They're coming back home off a pretty successful road trip. Ended in L.A. late Wednesday night uh, where they beat the uh, – or late – was it Wednesday night? Yeah. No, no, no. It was Thursday night. It was Thursday night when they beat the uh, uh, L.A. Kings in overtime. But really, is that Pittsburgh turning things around? Great win or is that – no, that was an L.A. team that won a, had a – Great road trip, perfect road trip. Just beat Vegas the night before. Had an absolute sieve in net in Copley compared to the, how good Cam Talbot's been. You know, and Pittsburgh took advantage of that as far as I'm concerned. I don't give Pittsburgh a big bump for beating L.A. L.A. was in a brutal spot with their uh, backup goalie who's been awful this year. I'm not giving Pittsburgh too much credit for that uh, at the end of that road trip beating the L.A. Kings. So now they're back home, long travel, tough spot, way overpriced in my opinion in this spot. Um, I'm going to grab Buffalo here, plus the price uh, in this game. Uh, as far as the goaltending matchup here uh, in this one, uh, it looks like it's going to be Jari for Pittsburgh. Should be UPL. We expect it to be UPL. Uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, who's really been good here in a couple of these recent starts that he's had. He was excellent against Carolina, even though they lost that game 3-2. He really played well, good enough to win that game. 
the one bad start he had was against Philly at home. Other than he gave up two goals in a win against Philly on the road. He shut out Colorado. No, he has definitely played better here uh, in uh, recent starts for the Sabres. And to me, this is just, wow, you're, you're going to get Pittsburgh at home off that road, long road trip. Uh, this kind of price against a Buffalo team that is starting to play some good hockey now. They're starting to put it together, Buffalo. They're not there yet, but signs of life. Four and two in their last six games, including an overtime loss against Carolina. One of those two losses where they could have won that game. So uh, Buffalo, I think, has a shot here. And that's all I'm asking for at a plus 160 to plus 165 price here in this game. Um, I would look for a live over two, but I'm going to wait for uh, obviously a six and a half. You're not going to see any betting pregame overs at seven. Just not going to happen. Not when you've got that opportunity to get uh, a better live uh, in-game number. And then as far as uh, props go, Dylan Cousins, first line, worth a look. J.J. Paterka, Turka, Turka. I've been talking about him. He scored again last night against Minnesota. Paterka continues to get the job done. He's undervalued. So those are the top two I like on the Buffalo side as far as props. I would stick with Radim Zohorna. He didn't score against L.A., but he's got some value because he's got some offensive pop from the third line uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, no question about that. Um, and you could also look, obviously, at the uh, the usual suspects, Malkin, Crosby, Rust, Gensel. But to me, Radim Zohorna is a little undervalued there uh, on that third line for what he's been able to give this uh, Penguins team uh, so far this year. All right, next up. Washington Capitals, New York Islanders. We've got the uh, Islanders minus 170 home favorites in this game. The total six uh, across the board. Uh, I, I don't want nothing to do with this game. I mean, Washington, um, I'll give them credit. Uh, really nice win for them last night. Now, again, New Jersey is clearly having more issues uh, than uh, I thought without uh, Hughes and Heashier. I thought even without those two guys, you're good. You're capable enough. You're still better than this Washington Capitals team. That. Plus, they beat you already. Don't you want to get them back? And that did not happen last night for the Devils. So Washington will give them their due. You know, played a nice game, but they're on a back-to-back. Rested Islanders team coming off a 5-2 loss to the uh, Boston Bruins uh, on Thursday night. So definitely a situational advantage. But again, we got the Islanders in a price range where, no, not interested ever in the New York Islanders when they're minus 170 uh, in that kind of price range. So for me, this is going to be a stay-off game. Uh, it feels like this actually could be an under if I had to uh, uh, lean anywhere with the uh, total uh, in this game. Remember, it was the Islanders shutting out the uh, Capitals uh, the last time uh, they faced them uh, earlier this year. It was a very, very sound uh, defensive effort without a, without question uh, for the uh, New York Islanders in that game. We'll see if there's redemption in the uh, eyes of this uh, Washington team. You know what's crazy about Washington? They found some ways to win games. Alex Ovechkin hasn't scored in six games. He is on a six-game goal drought right now for the uh, Washington Capitals. And to me, he's been, I don't want to say now this is the year where finally father time starts to catch up to him, but he doesn't look like he's got that same burst. At least that's what I see when I any time I've watched Washington this year. You know, I don't see him having that same burst uh, right now uh, for this team. And, you know, it's not like he forgot how to shoot a puck or the accuracy is just totally evaporated, but I just find he's finding it more difficult to get to those areas of the ice where he scores his goals normally. And sometimes that's wear and tear. And sometimes that's sign that age is starting to creep up on you a little bit. So um, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, I certainly don't fault some of our uh, viewers and listeners in the chat for taking a shot with Washington here. 
I would probably take Washington before I take the Islanders. I just don't like that they're at a scheduling disadvantage. Islanders are off a loss to the Bruins, and you know you would expect a better effort from them. But I'll give, like I said, the Capitals credit um, for you know playing a little bit better here in recent games after that brutal start to the year. They are still banged up on the blue line with Fehervari and um, Edmondson and Van Riemsdyk out. Mantha, who is actually starting to percolate finally, play a little bit better. He's now on IR as well. But you've gotten Kuznetsov stepping up, Connor McMichael uh, stepping up, Milano, Stroman, uh, Wilson. You know, players like that have really stepped up here for this uh, New York, uh, uh, for this Washington Capitals team lately. So as of right now, for me, nothing in this game uh, other than maybe I'll look at some props. For me, it would be Wallstrom still on the Islanders playing on the top line. And like I said, uh, probably Strom, Wilson. And I'll throw one out at you too, Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael has really had a nice few games in a row here for the Capitals, moving his feet, getting good offensive opportunities, shooting the puck a lot. He had that goal and an assist against Florida. Uh, this is a guy that's, you know, not a massive, a big time elite prospect, but they expect him to be a contributing NHL player. Uh, and uh, Connor McMichael has shown some more signs of that lately for uh, the Capitals. All right, Arizona, Nashville. We've got Nashville minus 150 uh, home favorites. Six the total here, uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, Nashville off the road trip, uh, obviously, that ended uh, poorly for them, you could say, uh, losing uh, the last two against uh, Calgary and Winnipeg. 4-2 loss, 6-3 loss. They'll be looking to bounce back here at home uh, against Arizona. We'll see if they're able to do that. I'm not so sure they'll be able to do that because if you look at the uh, series history last year, uh, to me, this is dog and draw is what I'm going to probably look at here. Dog and draw, uh, a little bit of a split here between Arizona plus money and the draw uh, in this game. If you look at the season, the series history, uh, Arizona has actually fared well against Nashville. Uh, Arizona and Nashville have split the last 10 meetings. Uh, Arizona is actually three and two in the last five meetings, including, uh, you know, in Nashville, uh, two years ago, it was Nashville in a shootout. Last year, Arizona won here in Nashville by a score of 4-2 to two and cashed a ticket as a plus 200 underdog. Uh, I don't know. To me, uh, Nashville is not minus 150 better uh, than a lot of teams in this NHL right now. And I know the Coyotes have had you know a little bit of a step back in terms of their play recently. I mean, the Coyotes are just 3-5 and five in their last uh, eight games. Uh, and they're coming off a 2-1 loss to the Blues. They just got to stay out of the box. You know, you just can't take that many penalties. And when you take six, seven, eight penalties like Arizona did against St. Louis, your top players don't get on the ice as much. You don't get into the flow and the rhythm of the game. You, you know, Andre Tourney can't roll four lines when you're killing penalties most of the night. So um, that's that's what ends up throwing you right off kilter. And I think it did that to the Coyotes in the uh, loss to the Blues the other night. So I like it. A little bit of a bounce back spot. And if you're at Arizona, you know, this road trip, it's going to continue. You've got Dallas after this. That's not going to be an easy game. And then Columbus, Winnipeg after that. So here's your chance to get a win in the call, uh, on the board. You got a Nashville team that's one and four in their last five games. They've been struggling a bit. They're back home off a road trip. Uh, this Nashville team. I think it's a good opportunity maybe for Arizona to come in here uh, and get the uh, job done. So plus 125, plus 130 uh, for Arizona. And I'm also going to sprinkle a bit on the draw 
Uh, I do think we got a chance to see a pretty close game here. Uh, remember, two years ago when these teams met, we did see the in Nashville, these two teams did go beyond regulation. So plus 350 for the draw, uh, a little sprinkle on that here as well, along with Arizona plus 130 uh, in this game. Uh, nothing on the total for me. Uh, six is the total. Could see it going really either way uh, right now in this one. I will say, though, Nashville, uh, each of their last five games have got, have hit at least six goals. So they've actually perked up in terms of offense lately, but I don't think their defense or, quite honestly, their goaltending from the uh, combination of uh, UC uh, Soros and Lankinen uh, has been uh, all that great lately either for the uh, Predators. So um, I lean over, but I don't love it. Uh, more so Arizona and the draw for me in this game. As far as props, uh, you're right. Uh, there's a couple that interest me on the Arizona side. Lawson Krause, it goes without saying, uh, he's been uh, excellent since being on the second line. Michelli uh, as well might be worth a look as well uh, in tonight. He's played well in recent games and uh, on the blue line, Dursey. And then for Nashville, uh, Ryan O'Reilly at a red hot start, kind of cooled off the last couple games uh, of that road trip, but he's actually been very good on home ice. So O'Reilly still might be worth a look. Uh, and it's worth noting too, Thomas Novak, uh, second line now with Evangelista and Sherwood. He's been pretty consistent in terms of production. So a goal or assist prop or a point prop for Thomas Novak. We've said that a lot for Nashville games, but rightfully so. Uh, he's been pretty consistent with his production so far this year. All right, St. Louis and Colorado. We've got the uh, Colorado Avalanche minus 250 here in this one. Uh, the total currently uh, six and a half. Uh, and actually, no, not six and a half, six uh, shaded to the over here uh, in this game. Um, Colorado, a tough setback against Seattle the other night. Uh, and they've kind of been into this malaise lately, Colorado, where they're trying to get on some kind of roll. And, uh, you know, they had the great win against New Jersey, um, although New Jersey shorthanded without Jack Hughes and Nico Heashier, their top two centers. And there's no doubt some truth to the fact that the uh, New Jersey Devil or the Colorado Avalanche basically uh, took advantage of that. But, you know, they turn around, they lose to Seattle at home. So they've had a hard time really getting their game uh, together, uh, this St. Louis Blues team. So as far as I'm concerned, um, or the Colorado, I should say, they have, they've had a hard time getting it together. As far as I'm concerned there, I, I don't feel totally comfortable with minus 245, minus 250 here. Uh, with the Avalanche in this game. Um, that is, it's a bounce-back spot for them, obviously, after losing uh, to the Kraken at home the other night. But St. Louis, you know, after a pretty rough start for them, they've now found their way to 6-6. Six and six. They've won three of their last four. Now, three of their last four all at home. They do have to show they can win on the road. They're only 1-4 and four on the road, and they lost 4-1 in Colorado in this building to the Avalanche back on November the 1st. So, that doesn't necessarily instill a lot of confidence in me uh, for this game tonight. Um, and Colorado does, uh, in theory, uh, look to bounce back, obviously, following the uh, loss to Seattle the other night. They do have some injuries, though, it's worth noting. It looks like Arturi Lekkonen, who's obviously a mainstay in the top six for the Avalanche, uh, he took a big hit in the second period against Seattle, uh, left the game, hit his head on the glass after a collision with uh, Jamie Oleksiak. Uh, in that game. So his status is uh, up in the air, looking like a game time decision for him to play tonight uh, for the uh, uh, Avalanche in this game. This is going to be more of a game where I look at props and you know what prop I'm interested in for St. Louis. Now, I don't know how much scoring they're going to do tonight, but who's going to score for St. Louis? If anybody is, it's going to be 
Robert Thomas, of course. Uh, Robert Thomas has been absolutely terrific. Uh, and I think uh, Robert Thomas is, you, you ride the goal prop, the assist prop, both of them right now with him uh, until he cools off a little bit. Uh, he has been excellent uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. And I would expect more of the same here tonight. You know, it's kind of weird to see Colorado offensively this year. They have not been really firing on all cylinders. And Jared Bednar, it seems every game I look at this lineup combination for the Avalanche, it's different. And tonight it looks like it's Miles Wood that's moving up the lineup. To, he might even move up to the top line if Lekkonen doesn't play. But they've got Wood with Johansson and Nachushkin on the uh, second line. And Miles Wood did get a nice short-handed breakaway goal against New Jersey. Uh, a couple of games ago. So there might be a, a decent look here as far as um, Miles Wood for value tonight because he is moving up the lineup a little bit. It's the kind of situations that we often mention here on the show. We like to take advantage of those spots. Uh, no question about that. So uh, definitely look toward that here tonight with uh, uh, certainly um, Miles Wood moving up the lineup a little bit for uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche tonight. And again, he did score that nice goal for them. Uh, previously. So for me, there's not a whole lot here uh, on this game other than maybe a couple of props here and there. Uh, that's what I would look at uh, moving forward here with this uh, Avalanche team. And another thing to keep in mind with the Avalanche uh, moving forward here is Georgiev's been off his game a little bit, hasn't necessarily played as well uh, in recent outings. Three goals allowed to Jersey, even though they won seven to Vegas, three to Buffalo. Uh, three straight starts prior to that, late October, he had given up four goals to Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and the Hurricanes. Um, I'd, I'd lean over. I, I actually might I might get there with the over here. St. Louis has perked up uh, a little bit offensively. I think Colorado will score against them tonight. Um, but the Blues against the Avs, who have suddenly given up, you know, four, three, seven. Uh, you know, they, they've given up more goals lately, the Avalanche, more than I'm sure they'd like. Maybe the Blues and their, you know, uptick offensively. This is a Blues team that the last four games, St. Louis has scored 17 goals in the last four games. That's more than a four goal per game average. So I uh, uh, might get there with, especially with it being six and not six and a half. I might get there with that. Uh, Blues abs over six minus 115. All right. The Edmonton Oilers, everyone's favorite team to talk about. I'm frankly now sick of them, quite honestly. Uh, Edmonton minus 130 against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, six and a half, the total in this game. That's it with Edmonton. You know, no no, no Edmonton for me anymore, uh, at least until I see them win a game. Uh, that was the last straw for me. Uh, losing to San Jose uh, and not being able to finish chances against Mackenzie Blackwood and that defense, giving up the, uh, mis- making the mistakes, the bad pinches, the odd man rushes, the turnovers that really led to the majority of San Jose's goals uh, in that game. Uh, we're out on Edmonton, and we're certainly not laying uh, a price with them on the road here against Seattle. A Seattle team that's been Jekyll and Hyde, they've been just definitely up and down. The five and eight is a perfect, perfect illustration of what their record should be uh, because they've been uh, just up and down, uh, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. It's been that kind of season for Seattle. You know, they beat uh, Tampa Bay and Nashville. They lose to Calgary and Arizona. How does that happen? And then you bounce back and you beat Colorado on the road. You know, so it, this is a team that's highly unpredictable right now. It, they could pull out any kind of result at any given moment. Uh, three straight overs, by the way, for Seattle. That's what I'm going to look at here is uh, over the total. I mean, it's been a big-time series history over. Uh, these two teams have met seven times since Seattle joined the NHL as a franchise, and we're talking about six oh and one to the over. 
uh, in the seven head-to-head meetings between the oil and the Kraken. Uh, and that's what I'm going to roll with here, over six and a half, minus 120 with uh, Edmonton and Seattle. Nothing on the side. Um, Eileen Kraken, I could only look at the Seattle side, but uh, I know the moment I take Seattle or I take any team against Edmonton, that's going to be the game they probably win. So that's just the way I'm feeling right now with this uh, Oilers team So at the moment. That the moment I you know, uh, flip the other way, that's the moment they're going to step up and finally win. We'll see. Uh, obviously, it should be Skinner and Net for the uh, Oilers once again tonight. Philip Grubauer projected, although that's not confirmed either, uh, in Net for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So uh, the one thing I am you know, confident in with Edmonton is they're going to give up grade-A scoring chances, uh, which they've done repeatedly. And they'll probably do so again. Meanwhile, like I said, Seattle trending over three of their last four games have gone uh, over the total. And again, that series history, 6-0-1 over the total, seven head-to-head meetings between the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, Seattle Kraken. So, uh, yeah, over six and a half. And then as far as props go for me in this one, um, I you know what? Um, we've been snake bit here with this guy, even though he's been up the lineup for Seattle. Kyler Yamamoto with Beneers and McCann, but he's playing his old team. He's on the top line. we got to bet it. Have to bet it. And Ty Cartier for Seattle's back up to the second line with Wenberg and Schwartz. Uh, so I like both of those props tonight uh, in this game. Shane Wright and Ryan Winterton, by the way, have been called up, and they will both be in the lineup, it looks like. They're slotted on the fourth line right now. Shane Wright, the former first-round pick, and Ryan Winterton who played his junior hockey here in Hamilton with the Bulldogs for a little bit. Um, both of them are going to be in the lineup, it looks like, for Dave Hackstall's team. Uh, so keep an eye on that as we get a, another Shane Wright uh, sighting here tonight for the uh, Kraken uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Um, so that should be interesting. And then for Edmonton, I mean, Edmonton is just – Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are clearly not playing at the level where we all expected them. They haven't been horrible, but they've been average. And when you go from being, like, arguably two of the best players in the world to average – there, it's even more noticeable. It's it's just as noticeable, if not more, than someone going from playing good to playing bad. They're not playing bad, but they're playing mediocre, average hockey. And when you're just these unbelievable talent-type uh, players like those two are, and you go from that level to average, you notice it more. And that's what we're seeing right now from both of them. So if I'm going to look at an Oilers props, again, I would take my shot on the players that are surrounding Connor and Leon right now. Uh, None of them fired for me the other night against San Jose. So, you know, tread lightly with these. But I'd still, you know, Warren Fogle, Dylan Holloway, Ryan McLeod are the guys I would be considering here because they're, 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 they're supposed to be flanked by greatness. You know, Fogle and Holloway are playing with Dreisaitl. McLeod's playing with McDavid. You know, they're supposed to be flanked by greatness. So uh, we'll see. There's definitely value. But again, value doesn't always get you paid. You got to see the production. Uh, but nevertheless, if I were to bet any props for Edmonton up front, it would be those three uh, playing on the uh, top two lines. All right. Final game of this Saturday card, Philadelphia Flyers, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the uh, Flyers, uh, or sorry, the Kings rather, minus 230 home favorites, uh, six and a half uh, shaded to the under here in this game. Uh, the, you know, the Kings should win this game. No question about that, but, and I know it was a brutal spot for them against Pittsburgh, right? Brutal, perfect road trip. Last game of that road trip was a game you really wanted. You wanted to beat the Vegas Golden Knights defending champs, division rival. You really wanted that game badly. And 
Then you came back 24 hours later, all that travel, beating Vegas, very satisfied with that win. And you came back home, you played Pittsburgh, and it was obviously not a good situation. That's why, you know, I felt like it's a, I, I didn't bet, bet Pittsburgh the other night, obviously, but I said it's a Pittsburgh spot, big time situational advantage, and Pittsburgh took advantage of it, and LA lost. Uh, you would think LA bounces back here. This is a team they're better than, uh, capable of uh, bouncing back. But, this is still a team that's only one and five at home. Okay. And no, this is a team they're better than Philip. They're better than Philadelphia. They should beat Philadelphia just like they beat Philly last weekend in Philadelphia. Five nothing. The Kings ended up shutting out the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in that game. Um, no doubt this is a game that they should win. But LA lost to Philly last year, you know, at home. They're only one and five this year at home. Now, this is the game that. You know, they've had that, they got that bad spot game against Pittsburgh out of the way, refocus, recharge the batteries. Hopefully they take care of all the stuff at home, which can be a distraction when you return from a long road trip and get back on the ice and play a good game and win and beat a team you should beat. But it's not that easy with a team that has clearly struggled more defensively at home. They've played more wide open. They've made more mistakes defensively. They're, maybe they're trying to put on more of a show you know, for the crypto.com arena faithful, but all of it has resulted in a one in five start for them on the, uh, at home this year, one in five, one in five in their previous six home games. You know, that's, that's a record that I'm not comfortable laying minus two thirty with uh, here with the uh, LA Kings right now. Um, so not much for me here. Uh, unfortunately, I think Kings win, but I'm not comfortable taking them at this price or even reg or minus one. Uh, with a one and five home record and, you know, Philadelphia looking to earn some semblance of redemption following getting shut out last week uh, at home by the uh, LA Kings. Now we might see the return of Carter Hart. Uh, he is on the verge of returning Friday. He didn't play. He was supposed to start last night against Anaheim, but he was a late scratch due to illness. He has recovered from the, uh, the, the injury that kept him out, but now it's an illness that delayed his return last night. So, uh, we will see. He was initially expected to start. Sam Harrison was in net instead. Uh, so we'll see if he comes back tonight. If not, we could be looking at Cal Peterson, a former LA King. Now, remember, we talked about this angle last week with Cal Peterson in net for the Flyers that, hey, maybe he's going to want to show up, beat his old team. And he didn't. And he struggled. So I'm not sure that's an angle I want to live and die by for a second straight week. If indeed it's Cal Peterson. Uh, once again, in net to start against his former team here. So uh, I'm not involved here, sidewise or totals-wise, uh, although it's crazy to see that the Kings games at home continue to go over the total. I mean, I've got to lean over or nothing. It's crazy. Kings games on the road, you bet on them, you bet the under. Kings games at home, you, you be a little leery of betting on them, and you take the over. That's the way it has been right now for the uh, LA Kings this year. I think every home game has gone over. they played five home games, yeah. They played five home games. All five have gone over the total. The best bet winner for me was the Penguins and the Kings the other night over six and a half. It ended up 4-3 Penguins. But yeah, 4-3 against Pittsburgh at home for L.A., 4-3 for Vegas at home against L.A., uh, 6-3 they beat Arizona at home. That game went over the total. 4-2 Boston, only six goals in that game, but it went over the total because the total was five and a half. And then, of course, the Colorado-Carolina games, at the very beginning of the season at home for the Kings, both of those games went over the total. So over or nothing for me, if I were to do anything in this game, that's what it would be over the total. Uh, but other than that, not, much, not nothing on the side.
LA probably wins. I just don't feel comfortable back in a team that's just one and five at home right now, like the LA Kings are. As far as props go, by the way, for this game, uh, the usual suspects for uh, LA, it looks like there's not much change. Uh, it looks like Quinton Byfield still on the top line. Uh, it looks like Alex Laferriere is moving up to the second line, potentially bumping Arthur Kaliev from that spot. So uh, Alex Laferriere probably has a little value with his props tonight on the uh, second line with Dubois and with Fiala here tonight in this game. Uh, Philadelphia, um, it's worth noting, uh, we've got uh, Cam Atkinson uh, starting to heat up a bit. Tippett had a big night last night against uh, the Anaheim Ducks in that victory. So there's a couple that are maybe uh, worth a look. Um, and look, I don't know if this is going to continue indefinitely, but he has scored two goals in the last four games. This young blue liner that's been called up, Louis uh, Belpedio, uh, here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, I'm not saying bet him, but I, I'm noticing that's now two goals in the last four games for him. So, um, you know, put put a couple bucks on it. It's like, you know, trying to hit a lottery ticket, you know, if you bet a prop on a guy like that. But I'm just saying it's uh, I've noticed uh, Belpedio suddenly been uh, chipping in some offense here lately for the Flyers from the uh, blue line. Uh, all right, there you have it. That is the Saturday card. Uh, appreciate it very much. Hit the like button. Uh, everyone watching on YouTube and shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you do sign up for the Ice Guys Family Plan YouTube channel membership, just $9.99 US per month. It's well worth it. Uh, obviously, you get uh, the daily betting card, the player props, Alex's live wagers, uh, links to our uh, content, including the power ratings, Alex's goalie charts. So make sure you check all that out, patreon.com slash iceguys. And of course, the Family Plan YouTube channel membership. We're going to have another impromptu betcast in November exclusively for Family Plan and Patreon subscribers. Uh, we're not going to say what day and time it's going to be. It's just going to be, we're going to drop it. Like all of a sudden, there it is. Alex and Ian are doing a live betcast. It's going to be one of those surprise deals. So uh, we'll have that later this month. And of course, we still have our primary month, main monthly betcast, which is Tuesday, November 28th. A couple weeks away, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that'll be our next full bet cast. Uh, open to the public, to everybody, Tuesday, November 28th. Make sure you join us uh, for that. Uh, all right, looking forward uh, to the, uh, this Saturday slate and looking forward to Bargain Bin Special. And I know everyone looks forward uh, to this segment. Bargain Bin Special uh, of the night. And I am going to go back to that Edmonton-Seattle game. I hinted at it uh, earlier. We have multiple angles coming together for this one. We have Kyler Yamamoto for the Seattle Kraken on the top line, who hasn't produced yet since he's been there. He's been there for a few games now for Seattle, and he really hasn't done a whole lot yet at the offensive end of the ice with uh, Beniers and McCann. But he's as of right now, he's there again tonight, and he's facing his old team, the Edmonton Oilers. And wouldn't you want to make an impact uh, against that team? here tonight if you're Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up being the night for uh, Kyler uh, Yamamoto uh, to get himself going uh, on that top line, playing with Maddie Beneers and Jared McCann on that Kraken top line. So my bargain bin special of the night, Kyler Yamamoto, Seattle Kraken against his old team, the Edmonton Oilers, and you can get plus 370 uh, at Caesars. I'm just going to see what Bet365 has because sometimes you get uh, better uh, prices uh, with some of these uh, goalie uh, or not goalie props, a uh, goal scorer props. 
uh, there. Uh, let me see what Yamamoto is there. It might even be better. Uh, plus 325. No, it's not. So the best uh, price available is indeed at Caesars. Plus 370. And also FanDuel has plus 370 uh, as well uh, with uh, Kyler Yamamoto. So uh, Kyler Yamamoto, plus 370, uh, my bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, it is time for best bet here for this Saturday uh, NHL card. I think Alex posted his in the chat earlier. It's the Calgary Flames plus 125 uh, against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Stop making the save. Stopping the puck. Oh, he's hungry like the wolf. Yes, Alex B. Smith is uh, buying into Dustin Wolf uh, in only his second uh, NHL start uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames tonight. So Alex B. Smith with the uh, plus 125 best bet on the Calgary Flames. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Dustin Wolf uh, and the Calgary Flames plus 125 for Alex with his best bet against Ottawa. My best bet for this card, it's a big card, but I found it a little trickier uh, to find bets that I really, really liked. I'm going to just, you know, don't overthink it. It is probably my fate among my favorite bets on this card, probably my single most favorite. You got a Canucks team scoring goals in bunches. You got a Toronto team that's offensively potent and they can't keep the puck out of the net. Um, And to me, I gave Toronto a chance to play better defense last night in, you know, against Calgary. Show me you could do it. The game still ends up being a track meet with nine goals, flies over the total. The one thing that concerns me about this game is Demko. Demko's playing so well for the Canucks that he just stands on his head and it ends up being, you know, a, a four to one or five one Vancouver win and it stays under. But uh, no, to me, I think, you know, we're going to see the Leaf team pressure this Vancouver defense a little bit. Um, and the Vancouver team has been giving up shots. They gave up a lot of shots to Ottawa the other night. Didn't pay the price for it, but you know, the Leafs can score and they'll, they'll, they'll be a test for this Vancouver blue line, but I think Vancouver gets theirs. Toronto does as well. Toronto has been able to score goals at home. No problem this year. So, uh, four straight overs for Toronto coming into this game as well. So Vancouver, Toronto over six and a half minus minus one thirty uh, for my best bet here. Uh, for this Saturday NHL card. Uh, That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Appreciate it very much. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. Uh, Excited for this Saturday slate um, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, A reminder, of course, we're back tomorrow, noon Eastern. We do have a couple guests on the radar planned to join us uh, throughout the week this week. Uh, I believe we're going to have Brett McLean on Tuesday. He was supposed to join us last Thursday, but uh, the kids were ill, so... Uh, He's hoping to be on with us on Tuesday. And then, of course, next Saturday, actually, we're going to have our good friend Kyle Bond joining us. Uh, We saw him on the the, not the last BetCast, but the the one before that. He joined the BetCast for a bit. So uh, definitely uh, Kyle Bond looking forward to having him join us next Saturday uh, at noon Eastern to help us break down the massive Saturday NHL card. All right. That is a wrap. We appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 